You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. We're in the second week of our series called Focus Forward. It's really important as we move forward in life, in 2022, as our kids are growing older, as you're trying to keep focused on new priorities, we need to focus on the right things to keep us on the right track, to get us to the right destination that we long to be at the end of this year. We talked about following Jesus last week, and before we get into the next topic or theme in light of the answer to everything in light of being a Christian in light of seeking salvation in light of seeking hope and peace in the midst of your life I want to give you something that I hope you don't just take as information but you will understand when you see it and hear it of what it means for you. Because the whole gospel message of the whole Bible and the whole reason and purpose of Jesus coming to take our place was this. If you have no Jesus, if there's no Jesus in your life, you have no salvation. None. There is no other name above heaven and earth but by which you must be saved. He is the way, the truth, the life. Nothing else gets you to a right relationship with God. And let me even say, heaven shouldn't even be our destination, our focus. It should be relationship and rightness with God. Because when we're right with God, everything now, everything in the future, and everything to come will be in right standing. But if you have no Jesus, you have no salvation. No Jesus, you have no hope. He is the only hope in which we have when this physical breath and body fail. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. No Jesus, no relationship with God. No relationship with God, no hope for eternity. No Jesus in your life right now, no hope for anything sustaining in God's kingdom to be happening in your life. No Jesus, no blessings. You're seeking God's blessings and yet you don't have Jesus. And finally, the one thing people are looking for right now in 2022 all over the world is peace. Well, you can't have peace that you're looking for without Jesus being the center. But the hope for us today, and as we focus into this series, as we do what this viewfinder says, turn to clear vision. You want clear vision? You want clear peace? You want clear hope? Jesus is your answer. That's it. It can't get simpler than that. And yet it's so complicated because we live for ourselves. We live for what we can see and what we can feel. 
And Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. You must stop living for you. And you must start living in power and the new creation that Jesus has created us to be. So the hope is, is still no, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled K-N-O-W. When you know, and I'm not talking knowledge, this is not an information, informational gospel. This is a transformational gospel. It's about what you know and know. Sorry for the cap problem. Oh, actually, it's just on that screen. We're good. Know Jesus, you'll know salvation. Salvation doesn't come by just knowing about Jesus. You have to get close enough to Jesus to enter a relationship with Jesus to know him. Can I be honest with the married couples today? And if there's kids in here, I'm going to try to keep it G-rated. If you are not intimate with your spouse, emotionally, mentally, and physically, I can tell you your marriage is going to be rocky. Your roommates. You don't just know about Jesus and have a bumper sticker on your vehicle. And go to church once a month and say, hey, I know Jesus. No, you know about Jesus. You don't know him. Because if you knew him, you would follow him. And if you were following him, you'd start to see the fruit of you becoming more like Jesus. Jesus never came to save you in order for you to know about him. That's not where life change happens. It's when you literally take yourself out of the driver's seat and put Jesus there. If you know Jesus in your life and he's on the throne of your life and you're getting to know him more in your time, in your prayer, in reading the word of God, you're going to know hope. You will have hope that no matter what comes your way, circumstances, sickness, losing a loved one, losing a job, the things around us getting more chaotic and destroyed as we see it, there's still hope because we know the one, the sustainer, the one who created all things, the one who is the living word, the one who is and is to come. And when we know Jesus, we know peace. And so today, we're gonna take a component of what following Jesus looks like and we're going to take this and see how we live this out. Because you and your own flesh and our own sinful brokenness cannot live this out without the power of the presence of God, Holy Spirit. Some of you are sitting here today and you have never heard a message on the Holy Spirit. Well, I have good news. You will today. And I pray that you wouldn't just know him you would let him be on the throne of your heart. Because what we're going to see in a moment is Jesus did his personal job on behalf of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he made it very clear that he was going to go away 
but he would send the Holy Spirit, the one that would enable us to know Jesus. Jesus did the work on the cross, but he enables us to know him, to know hope and to know peace and to live this Christian life out. So how do we know? How do you know? How do you know that you are truly a follower of Jesus? Well, once saved, always saved. No, that doesn't tell you how you know. Maybe you were never saved. Maybe you thought you were. I don't know. That's not my child. But how do you know that you are really following Jesus? Number one is life change. Something changes. And when that change happens, we begin to do things differently. Our priorities change. Our disciplines change. Our time and investment changes. Have you changed? I'm not talking you just become a complete perfect person and all the bad stuff that you used to do is just no more and you don't even think about it. No, we still live in a fallen sinful world with a fallen, broken, dying body. But the Bible says that when we believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we receive what he did on the cross, we become a new creation. Something's changed within us, not our body, but within our spirit. It changes our soul man, which is our emotions, our mind, and our will. It changes us. And the rest of our life here on earth is working out that salvation to become, not working to be saved, But what Jesus purchased in you, and now that the Holy Spirit lives within you, you are to walk it out. You are to look more and more like Jesus every day. But that's up to you of how you choose to walk it out. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. So how do we know that we are truly following Jesus? Well, number one, we follow him by identifying our life with Jesus. That's baptism. Friends, if you've truly accepted Jesus, you've received and you believed in Jesus, he has changed the trajectory of your life and eternity with him. Your first step is baptism. Some of you have waited. Jesus still loves you. (laughs) He's there, he's gonna bless you and he's gonna grow you. But until you get baptized, what, there, there isn't power in the water, but there's power in the surrender of being baptized. Why? Because Jesus calls us to be baptized. All over the place. A Peter, a Peter in Acts says, you must repent of your sins, believe upon the name of the Lord Jesus, and be baptized. Why? You're declaring your new life in Christ has begun. You're declaring, I am all in. This is not just talk, this is walk. This isn't just fast food Jesus. This is I have a VIP seat in heaven that I'm going to continue to commit to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Do I know everything? No, I don't even know a scripture in the Bible. But I'm gonna follow Jesus because he's changed my life. That's a covenant relationship. So we know that we are truly following him when we're baptized, when we seek the things of God, when we seek his word, when we begin to live out the desire to follow Jesus, when we love him above all things, 
1 John, on the beloved says, if you love Jesus, you will follow his commands. You see, we want Jesus without the rules. But Jesus made the rules so simple. He said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and love others the same. That's the rule. And we need Jesus at the center in order to do that. And you need the Holy Spirit to change you and work in and through you to love. So how do we know we're followers of Christ? Yes, we obey. Yes, we follow. Yes, we believe. Yes, we've received. Yes, we declare by baptism our new identity in Christ. But like I said with the viewfinder last week, if you don't put the quarter in the coin slot, the view does not change. So many of us have come to Jesus, we've said the prayer, we've done the acts, and we still can't see clearly through the kingdom because we've never said yes to the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you this. It's not another act, another choice after you received Jesus. When you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to the Holy Spirit, dwelling in you, changing you, converting you to a new creation. However, so often we never allow that deposit to come to fruition. We never say yes in our daily life. When we're reading the word, we never say, Holy Spirit, show me, give me wisdom. Holy Spirit, empower me. And we're gonna see in the next 20 minutes what this looks like. 1 John 4, 13 says this, by this we know we follow him. It's very clear. Abide actually means remain. You cannot follow Jesus unless you remain with Jesus. Try playing follow the leader by getting out of the line and going to another room. You can't follow someone you're not remaining with. And yet, so many Christians follow him by coming to church. And then throughout the week, they're in another room. <laughs> Something needs to change. By this, we know him, that we abide in him, and he in us. It's transactional. It's a two-way relationship because he has given us the law, because he's given us the Bible, because he's given us a, a pastor. No, it's because he's given us his spirit. So let me ask you this, question number one. And I would love for you to write these down or take notes on your phone. We won't think you're texting, at least I won't. But again, friends, even, even at home, even at home, like the truth of the matter, friends, is this is just a message. You can get better messages on YouTube. You don't have to come to church to hear a good message. It's what you do with the message. It's what you do with your life. Guys, 
And I say this very lovingly, and I say this like a boomerang coming out after me as well. I am sick and tired of church where people come and draw closer to Jesus as best as they can one day a week and live like hell the rest of the week. I don't get it. I I really don't get it. Like, what is drawing us to change? We say we love Jesus, and yet we love the world more. We say we love Jesus, yet we like comfort and entertainment more. We say we want Jesus first, but yet we make people first because it makes us feel better. And I would rather see the American church stop meeting together if there's no change happening from that meeting. Why across the globe is there more life change and movement of the kingdom of God where there are no church buildings? It's because people are being changed, lit on fire for Jesus. They have nowhere else to go. And they're multiplying by the thousands, friends. By the thousands. It's because they have committed their life to Jesus, whether they lose their families or not. Whether they lose their acceptance or jobs or not. Look, Iraq. I got a message about two months ago that the underground church of Iraq or Iran is dead. No, it's not. It's not dead. It is more active and thriving than it was before. It's because it's not defined by a church building. It's defined by obedience. It's defined by the Spirit's power, supernaturally changing lives. Now, I'd ask you this, but I'm going to ask myself this. I'm going to bring it full circle. How many people do you think that I have led to Christ this week? How many times have I shared the gospel news to someone and watched the Holy Spirit move in their life? How about you? American Christianity is doing a disservice to the body of Christ. Now, I don't know all the answers. We're not just gonna close the church doors. But friends, something has got to change in our lives to where what goes in in the message of God and the fellowship of others starts to begin to change how we relate with one another throughout the week. How often we're actually in the word of God, allowing ourselves to consume that. There's nothing wrong with secular books necessarily, but are you reading so much more than what you're getting from the word. It's called priorities. Are you watching more on TV than you're actually consuming of God's presence? Friends, this is where the change happens. So when you're saved... You receive everything, every single thing that Jesus bought with his blood on the cross. Did you hear me? When you believe and receive and start to follow Jesus, 
you receive everything that Jesus died on the cross to give you. Not just salvation. The Holy Spirit. Wholeness. A new identity. A new mind. A new life. A new view and a new perspective. Romans, write this down. Romans chapter 7 verse 6 says it so clearly. It says it this way, not on the screen. You who have received Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, the Holy Spirit dwells in you, whether you recognize it or not. It says this, you, however, in Christ, what Christ purchased on the cross, you are controlled not by your sinful nature. That was nailed to the cross. But you are controlled by the Holy Spirit if the Spirit of God lives in you. If the Spirit of God does not live in you, then you have not truly believed and received upon the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the truth of God. Now, it's not saying if you don't feel the Holy Spirit in you. It's saying if it doesn't reside in you. And the best way to say that is you haven't had a life change. You've proclaimed Jesus as Lord, but you live in the sinful nature and by the sinful nature 24-7. No change has happened. You, however, are controlled not by your sinful nature, but by the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. So why is it important we talk about the Holy Spirit today? Because you need the Holy Spirit in order to be in Christ. You need the Holy Spirit if you want to live like Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit to see the supernatural. And I'm here to tell you the supernatural, the spiritual realm is so much more real than our physical realm. It is. John G. Lake in the early 1900s, he says this, which is, just makes you speechless. He says, in the beginning, man's spirit was the dominant force in the world. They were one with Christ. They were in the spiritual realm 24-7. Everything was perfect. God's presence was there in man, with man. God was with man. Man and woman was with God. Everything was perfect in unity with the trinity of God. When Adam and Eve sinned, our minds became dominant. We exchange the spirit of God for the spirit of man, intellect. Sin dethroned the spirit and crowned the mind. But grace 
undeserved favor. That's the definition of grace. You don't deserve it, but the favor's been given because Jesus was nailed to the cross. Grace is restoring the spirit to its place of dominion. When Jesus returns, he will bring the spiritual realm in all its perfection and the heavens and the earth will be back to the spiritual dominating everything. When man comes to realize this, man and woman, this word man he's using as humankind. When man comes to realize this, they will live in the realm of the supernatural without effort. You're following Christ? Let me ask you, where in the supernatural and the spiritual realm can you see in front of you, around you, in the word? Because if you don't, you are missing out on the component of life that Jesus died on the cross to give you. You were trying to live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit giving you the power to do it. We are natural beings filled with the Spirit to do spiritual things. We cannot be natural beings filled with the flesh and the things of the world to do anything spiritual. It doesn't work that way, friends. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says this, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities and the unseen. I'm looking, I think it's a different verse I have here. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. We need to understand this is a spiritual battle. And as Christians, our weapons in the battle are not earthly or physical, they're spiritual. And if we're not operating in the place of a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we are lion food for the enemy. Why are you getting attacked and eat up all the time? Because you're not seeing things in the spiritual. You're living in the natural. And that's what the enemy wants more than anything is to keep the church of Jesus Christ, especially in America, operating in the natural rather than the supernatural. Yeah, but I don't like the spiritual tongues things. I don't like the Pentecostal thing. I don't like the oil and all. Stop it. You're giving in to the spirit of religion. How about giving to the Holy Spirit that wants to bring power and change and love and humility and brokenness in your life? So before moving on, it is only by the Holy Spirit, number one, that draws us to the, the Father. I have scripture verses for all this. I would love for you to go and download on our channel. Last spring, we did a series called Awaken on the Holy Spirit. We go through all of these in the series. 
Holy Spirit draws us to the Father. You cannot come to the Father. You can't even accept Jesus Christ and what he did without the Holy Spirit drawing you to do so. Then the Holy Spirit reveals truth, reveals Jesus to you. He then, when we believe and receive and call upon the Lord Jesus Christ, we cry upon him. When salvation comes, it comes through the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And then the Holy Spirit seals us with the guarantee of God's promises to be fulfilled. The Holy Spirit counsels you and teaches you and guides you into all truth. One of the most common things I hear from people in Christianity is I'm seeking truth. I'm trying to read the word of God, but I don't understand. You need truth and it only comes from the Holy Spirit. He fills you and empowers you. When you're empty and when you're exhausted and when you're dry, he, is fill, he wants to fill you. But so often we don't recognize our need for the Holy Spirit. And so I want to land on this final point today. Are you fully relying on the Holy Spirit? Are you fully relying on the Holy Spirit? Because if your desire is to follow Jesus, you need to understand you need to rely fully on the Holy Spirit. How are you fully relying on the Holy Spirit? Do you even have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? You know, I, uh, I think about what happens to our physical bodies so often. And I'm trying not to prophesy over myself because I'm going skiing with the youth next Sunday. (laughs) And I pray that these are not something that I have to use rather than a sermon prop. But these only come into the picture when something happens to our body that doesn't allow us to function as that body part was designed to. For some of you, it's been breaking a foot. For some of you, it's had knee surgery, sprained an ankle, pulled an ACL, or torn, shall I say. And because that body part cannot take the weight and in its own strength cannot bear the weight of your body and move forward. You have to lean on something in order to get the ability back to move forward. And the reality, friends, when we come to Christ, our old sinful nature was nailed to the cross. The flesh no longer leads us into spiritual things. The flesh The spirit of the flesh is always against the Holy Spirit. You're either serving the flesh or you're relying on the spirit. You're either living in the flesh or you're living in the power of the spirit. You cannot have it both ways. Once we start to understand that we cannot follow Jesus in our own strength, things begin to change. 
we have to understand that John 6 verse 63 says that the spirit gives life to our bodies. The spirit gives life to us and our flesh profits nothing. So if that's true, why are we still trying to have life in the Holy Spirit by operating in the flesh? It doesn't work. It's called hypocrisy. It's called Jesus wannabes. Jesus said, deny yourself. What it means is stop walking in your own strength. Pick up your cross. What's that mean? It means the burdens in your life. It means the things that maybe you need to sacrifice. It's the responsibilities you have in this life. Whatever is yours, pick it up, lean on the spirit and begin to live out your life. Some of those burdens on the cross that you're carrying, when you finally lean on the Holy Spirit, he takes them. And sometimes he just makes them light and lifts them. Jesus said, if you're tired and weary of doing this Christian life, but seeing nothing in results, start living by the spirit, come to Jesus, learn from him, learn from him. In Matthew 28, the great commission, he says, go in my name and the power of my Holy Spirit, teach people to obey. Not teach people to just receive Jesus, but to obey by relying fully on the spirit of God. You want wisdom? Are you relying on the wisdom of this world? The the wisdom of your own training and your own flesh? Or are you leaning on the wisdom of the word of God empowered by the Holy Spirit for you to understand? Parents, how are you parenting? Because I tell you, parenting is so difficult. I love these two, but they test us in every way. And Lauren and I have had to pray in our house, Holy Spirit, you need to take over. Holy Spirit, help me have patience right now. Holy Spirit, I don't know how to deal and discipline my child right now. Holy Spirit, would you bring peace? I, I can't tell you the countless times when we're in the car and Lauren begins to pray peace through the Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and fills our car. What are you leaning on? How are you walking? Are you broken? Are you trying to live this broken life in your own strength? Or are you leaning on your identity in Christ, what he purchased on the cross to make you whole? Let's look at this scripture about walking. It's in Galatians 5, verse 16. It says, walk by the spirit. Not this, not by circumstances. We are so good by living in feelings and by feelings, feelings. God gave you feelings, but he gave you feelings to direct your dependence and reliance on Jesus. That's why he says, you anxious, you worrying, seek first the kingdom of God. 
Do not be anxious by anything, but what? By prayer and petition, leaning on the Holy Spirit, thanking God for what he's done. That's leaning on the Holy Spirit. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. You need these. And you have them. It's called the Holy Spirit. How are you walking in the Spirit? By the way, the Greek word for walk is not just taking steps. Walk is actually a word to relate to the pattern that you live by. The pattern, not just one step towards Jesus, but what is the pattern of how you walk with the Holy Spirit? Verse 25 says this. If we live by the Spirit, like we say we do, then we should keep in step with the Holy Spirit. What's that look like? Husbands, how are you leaning on the Holy Spirit for wisdom, guidance, and strength to guide your wife, to guide your children into the truth so that they start to look like Jesus and not just like you? What about at work? What's that look like? Well, it looks like the pattern of your speech. Are you talking just to get affirmation, to be liked? Are you talking like everybody else? Or are you starting to talk and look like and love like Jesus? This is so important to understand because you can't follow Jesus without them. And yet so many live their life for Jesus without the Holy Spirit. And there is no power in that. Peter says it this way. They have the form of God, the form of godliness, but they deny its power. Friends, we need to get real with what we are picking up to lean on and rely on to live this Christian life. I can't be more serious right now. We say we're about making disciples, but we're not. Because until we walk in reliance of the Holy Spirit, I hope you don't make a disciple because a disciple is a follower of what you're doing. And then we get all these robotic religious spirit people who are just about what we do on Sunday morning. So here's the results of relying fully and abiding fully in Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit, In every moment and every day, when you say Jesus, power in the name of Jesus, what you're saying is Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ, Jesus strengthen me, God strengthen me. What you're saying is Holy Spirit be activated in my life. It's his presence, it's his power, it's his counsel, it's his comfort, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. You cannot love others 
without relying fully on the Spirit and receiving the love of Jesus through the Spirit. Joy. Friends, joy is one of the fruits that show up least in my life. And I pray, I pray, I pray that as I grow closer to Jesus and I grow closer in yielding and surrendering to the Spirit, that I will start to experience that joy that is not based on circumstances or feelings, but is based on my leaning and full reliance on the Spirit. Patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so as the band comes up, I want to leave it to two more things of how we live this out. Number one is worship, and number two is prayer. Jesus said there's coming a time, and he's referring to when he's resurrected and ascended and the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of every believer. It's in John 6, I believe, or chapter 4. I don't have it on my notes. He says there comes a time when the people who worship God will worship him in spirit and in truth. Worship is just a song. And just looking at lyrics on a screen until you say yes to the Holy Spirit to move in your life. You can't even worship God without the Holy Spirit enabling you to see the value and the nature of Jesus Christ, who we worship. And I'm going to end on prayer. Would you allow me to say something and you not get offended? I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to offend. But I think we need to get personal. This body right here, I'm not talking about any other church. This body here is slowly getting anemic and weak and frail because you are not prioritizing prayer. Try not eating for a day. Try not eating any kind of substance for a day. You will realize your need for that food. And we go so often without seeking God's face in prayer. And we wonder why we're not seeing fruit. We wonder why we're not bringing people to Christ. We wonder why our relationship with God isn't being noticed by everyone else. We wonder why we're not seeing the miracles of God around us. Jesus said time and time and time and time again, these things only happen through prayer and fasting. We're growing anemic, friends. And you can pray at home, you can pray in your vehicle, you can pray right where you're at. You don't have to come to a church building, but we are making it available to you on Wednesdays. If you don't have another day that you're not praying, schedule in Wednesday evening. Come for 15 minutes. A church that is growing in the spirit will be a church that prays. 
And this is my loud cry to you. Will you be serious enough to prioritize seeking God's face in prayer? This is where we need to be relying on the Holy Spirit. It's not enough to just go through the moose and the motions. And so I want to open the altar this time for anybody who is saying, I am so sick and tired of talking about Jesus and trying to live like Jesus and yet no fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat right now. I'm going to ask you to come forward and I want to pray for you specifically and individually. And I know there's many of us. And why do I know that? It's because our church would look different if we all began to walk and rely fully on the Holy Spirit. Completely different. And I am speaking this by faith that as we all respond to relying fully on the Holy Spirit, things are going to change. So wherever you are, as the band starts, I'm gonna stand right here. I wanna pray for you. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.